Oh, hello. Fancy seeing you here on a Monday morning, but glad you could join us. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, we will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their businesses to success in an ever-competitive business climate. So pour yourself a hot cup and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Today, I have a repeat client, I mean, a guest on today. His name is Brian McCartney, and he is a managing partner and the chief idea guy at Arcmark, pronounced Arcmark, uh, Architect Branding and Marketing in Estero, Florida. Brian, thanks for being on the show again today. Hey, Lance. It's great to be back. I really appreciate uh, you inviting me back, and I'm looking forward to our talk today. Yeah. Well, I love the topics you're going to talk about. I just thought it was so helpful because, as you know, we do this we do this podcast um, to try to help people out and help people grow and share and care and all that sort of thing. So let's get into it. With um, tell us tell us how and why uh, you got you, you got started with virtual networking and business development. Yeah. So uh, I think it was about three years ago. Uh, you know, I I was one of these people that I, I just got involved in a lot of different things. You know, I was, uh, was on the board at the chamber. I was running a, kind of like an entrepreneurial networking group. I was in uh, a number of different uh, networking groups trying to, you know, trying to, trying to meet new people, build relationships, and grow my business. Uh, but I was working with a business coach at the time. Uh, we had just started working together, and uh, you know, he was asking me, how was I spending my time? And when I did a kind of review of my, my schedule and my calendar, I realized that with, you know, if you included travel, I was doing 15 to 30 hours a month out of the office uh, trying to, uh, to do face-to-face networking, basically. And what I realized is that I just wasn't getting a, a, a real solid ROI from that. You know, it was hit or miss. You go to events. Uh, you see some people, usually they're the same people that you see every month. And, you know, it, it just wasn't a really effective or strategic way uh, to build those relationships, build, you know, to build the relationships with the people I wanted to work with, which is architects. Um, so I really, I, I just put a stop to it. Um, and that's when I started looking at uh, social media. Um, and I, uh, you know, Instead of um, instead of going out and about and, and getting face to face with people, I started building relationships online. Um, and in particular, I was using LinkedIn quite a lot. Uh, but uh, it was you know, and I, I was really I wasn't trying to sell. I was just trying to really start those conversations. And and that's kind of how I got started. I think why I continue to do it is because of the results I get. On, on average, every month I'm connecting with 100 to uh, 200 uh, new people, um, not just prospective clients, but uh, people like yourself, people who can uh, help me get the word out about what I do, uh, uh, people who I can partner with and uh, collaborate with. Um, but like in, in those first three months of really doing this in a focused way, I connected with 600 new prospects. I got on three podcasts. I, uh, I did an Entre Architect uh, webinar with Mark LePage. 
And then I also was able to partner with uh, a couple of uh, chapters of the AIA and uh, SMPS uh, to provide content for them. So that's that's kind of the how and why. Beautiful. Yeah. What is uh, w- one thing I thought about while you were while you were speaking there was what what do you think is like one of the biggest challenges of somebody who tries to do what you try to do? It doesn't matter what sector it's in necessarily. They could be you know could be any variety of businesses or people they're trying to connect with. About about actually turning them into to clients, what was what was like one maybe one of the biggest lessons you learned right away and, and pivoted from, and then therefore turned turned those into success stories. Well, I think part of it comes down to uh, you know when I was networking face to face, even even if I was going to an event where uh, you know like let's say I was going to an AIA event or something like that. It's really hard to uh, communicate your authority and, and to kind of, you know, position yourself as an expert when you're just sitting there talking to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. So one of, the, one of the advantages, I think, or one of the, the things that I think helps when you're, when you're networking through social media is that you have that ability to share valuable content, to share valuable insights, to show people that you are uh, – well connected, um, uh, that, you know, if you get people commenting and liking and sharing your content and those people are influential themselves, that influence rubs off on you. And that gives you kind of this, a position of authority. So then when you do try to go, uh, connect with people there, you know, people like to check you out. They like to see what you're doing and stuff like that. And when they see that you're doing valuable stuff and, and you're, you're connected with, uh, cool people, uh, you know, uh, authorities that they respect, they're really more likely to connect with you. And I think that's, you know, like you asked, what's the challenge? The challenge is not doing the opposite of that, like uh, just trying to connect with people randomly and not really having any kind of like uh, clear reason why you're trying to connect with them. I see that a lot. You know, people just sending me uh, LinkedIn connection requests with no explanation of why they're trying to connect with me. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Yeah, because I've seen I'm on LinkedIn. That's how you and a guy, you and I, got in touch with each other. Was LinkedIn. I've always been an, I've been a very early LinkedIn adopter, um, and that's one of the things I've noticed in the past maybe six to twelve months is that there's now there's much more a concerted effort from people that are trying to connect with me. I actually don't send yeah. out too many requests uh, anymore. Yeah. There's, there's more people coming trying to come to me because of inside the firm and kind of everything else. Yeah. So, yeah. But they at least at least have a good reason for why so i appreciate that um what do you think are the biggest advantages of of virtual networking and maybe one of the biggest disadvantages well i think one of the biggest advantages is uh just look where we're at right now um we've got a uh uh, just today i think uh uh the world health organization announced that COVID 19 is a world pandemic um uh at least that's a headline i saw pop up on myself my uh, smartphone and so we're in a situation where uh, suddenly it's becoming uh, risky to do business face to face. And so I think uh, if you don't have a good uh, backup plan uh, to that, uh, that you know that's certainly a, a risk for your business. So uh, that's definitely an advantage. Uh, being able to connect with people virtually, um, uh, especially in the in, in the times that we're in right now. Um, one, some of the other things I'll mention that I like about virtual networking as well 
uh, like I mentioned, there's less running around. I, I, I used to spend, you know, 15, 30 hours a, a, a month uh, networking. And a lot of that time was just spent in my car trying to get from event to event. And that's not very productive time. Um, so uh, I, I've eliminated that uh, pretty much. I, I still go to some events, but it, it just I'm much more selective. Uh, the other thing about the other thing about virtual networking is that certain parts of it can be automated, like scheduling. Right? Um, I have a I have a scheduler tool. I think you use one as well, like Calendly, mm-hmm. or uh, the one I use is Book Like a Boss. And uh, I just have a page that I can direct people to. Hey, go find a time and date on my calendar that works for you. And so that makes it really easy, right? Um, it, it, and that's the point is that you just want to make it easy for people. I think some of the cons, right? Um, I think some people uh, just aren't accustomed to virtual networking. Uh, some of the technology might, might be challenging for them. Um, and, and that's one thing you have to pay attention to is that you have to make it easy for people. So I always try to provide really clear instructions. I try to just say, here, step by step, this is what you need to do if there's, if there's technology issues involved. Um, and I think some of, the, you know, some of what you were getting at, too, is that a lot more people are using uh, platforms like LinkedIn. And, and some people are just doing it in a very poor way. So I think uh, that's that's also a con is that we're seeing more people kind of like jump on the bandwagon and try to use uh, LinkedIn to monetize um, uh, and 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 you know basically do sales on LinkedIn. I never try to sell on LinkedIn. I, you know I'm not trying to directly sell, uh, or I'm trying to avoid that as much as possible. I'm trying I'm trying to really provide value at first, and that's that's my main thing. I'm, I'm trying to earn people's trust first and try to provide value. So that's, I, I think those are, you know, if you ask me the pros and cons, I think those are kind of the things that I would, I would point to. Yeah. You talk about, so you already touched on some tools. You're right. I use Calendly. I think it is, for me, it's been just a game changer. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I did have one sort of lesson that I sort of learned, and it was from a, a Facebook friend, totally not pro- a professional it's a you know, personal connection, and they said <laughs> they thought it was really douchey <laughs> to just send somebody well. a calendar, the calendar link like that. And I go, well, for me, it gave me pause and made me think like, okay, I, you still have. I think with the, the catch twenty two with these automated systems, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but like you still have to add a personal touch to it. Um, oh yeah, you know, yeah. So how, how, how is one way that you sort of do that, which kind of leads to my other question about, like, how do you reach out to people without sort of sounding sleazy? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that is kind of a, a, you know, it's definitely something you want to avoid. You, you want to you want to leave a good taste. <laughs> you know, you, you don't want people to have, like, a, a, a an immediate impression of you as, like, just coming on and, and, and trying mm-hmm. to sell them on something. I think with, um, you know, with, with your friend's point, uh, there's always going to be somebody who says, oh, I don't like that or, or um, you know, that that doesn't work for me. I think that's completely fine. Um, in my experience, uh, those have been few and far between. Yeah, I've had some people that, you know, were like, uh, hey, can we just have a phone call? Um, I try to accommodate that if, if somebody reacts mm-hmm. that way. Um, but uh, uh, I, I have found... Uh, more more often than not, 
people really appreciate having uh, a tool like that because it eliminates a lot of the back and forth, you know, it's like, it's like, okay, where well, are you available this date and this, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. just like they can, they can go, they can see when I'm available. And granted, if, if one of those times doesn't work, they can always, you know, I always tell people, Hey, if not, if, if you don't see a time that works for you, just let me know. And, and I'll, I'll look and see if there's, if there's other times that I can be available for you. I, I think that's really, uh, you know, part of it. Um, I think the part you talk about, you know, like not being sleazy, you know, here's the thing uh, for us, at least, um, I, I usually don't try to, you know, I'm not trying to approach most people as a, as a sales opportunity. Um, we've done, you know, we, we've learned a lot as we've, we've uh, kind of done this type of approach and there's some things that work and there's some things that don't work. I think some of the things that work are, first of all, uh, our our approach is uh, that we're trying to provide value. So we stated we at the end of the year last year we we kind of stated this goal internally and and we've we've talked about this uh, externally as well. We want to help 100,000 architects by the year 2030. So uh, our goal really is to help elevate the industry. That's why. I like talking to people like you and, and I like talking to people like Mark LePage and others in the industry that are, you know, are elevating uh, uh, the, the industry. And so for me, that's, that's, a, that's the bigger goal. Uh, so I, I usually try to lead with that, you know. The, the second thing I do is I try, when I'm reaching out to people, you know, I share that goal, but I also share value. Like I, you know, I point them to articles and resources, and uh, maybe you're, I've, I've mentioned your podcast many times as well. Um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to provide them relevant and helpful stuff rather than just saying, "Hey, I've got this service I can sell you, so why don't you work with me?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Just I mean, it, 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 the idea is social media. So if you're putting out articles and um, content and information and help. People are just going to gravitate towards you. It's so funny. Like we actually have, I think, three listeners now that to our podcast over the past three years that have come to us, four actually, and they have either referred us um, to other clients mm-hmm. and, and then, uh, or, or they've come to us and they said, can you help me out with drafting work? Or, and we're like, yeah. I mean, it's actually so. It all comes around at the end. I think you know, people oh, yeah. gravitate towards towards that kind of like people that are giving information, free yep. and willing, and uh, trying to trying to elevate, like you talked about. So th- thanks also for uh, for telling people about inside the firm. That's great. Um, oh yeah. People that are listening though, what, what kind of advice would you give them um, to how they could start using LinkedIn to connect with prospects? And and Brian, since since we've talked, you know we we've launched Monday morning coffee and our audience has grown to where it's not just architects anymore. It is a lot broader entrepreneur audience. So what are some ways they could, um, they could do that? Well, where we when we work with clients on how to implement our system, um, what we, what we really focus on first is being really crystal clear about who it is you're trying to connect with. And, you know, this is, you, you talk about some, some, you know, some of the, you know, some people are kind of like, you know, spammy or, or whatever. And often what I find is that when I get messages from people like that, 
it's like they, it's like they've never even looked at my profile. They've never even mm. tried to figure out who I am. And you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna use uh, social media uh, to attract, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, clients, or uh, if you're gonna try to use it to attract uh, listeners for your podcast, or or uh, or maybe new job candidates, um, you have to be really clear about who you're talking to. And, and fine-tuning, uh, you know, if you're using LinkedIn, fine-tuning your profile so you're speaking to that audience, right? Uh, you gotta, you got to kind of get into what are their pain points? What, what is it you can do for them? How can you help them? Why should they listen, you know? Um, and, and that's really where you, what you want to do there is, is really dig into the mindset of that customer persona or, or, or client avatar, however you want to phrase that. Um, the other thing is, for us, uh, it's really about focusing on quality, not quantity. Uh, I think a lot of people, when they when they look at social media, they start searching on LinkedIn. They see, oh my God, there's there's a million architects I can I can connect with. I'm not trying to connect with a million architects. I'm trying to connect with one. Uh, I'm trying to connect with a handful of people that uh, fit my ideal kind of profile. For the type of type of firm owner that uh, I work best with, right? So really focusing on quality, being very narrow uh, and niche rather than broad and generic is is really important. Uh, the other thing that I've done and that I, th I find works really well is uh, make a list of people that you admire or who you think can help you connect you with your target audience. So. Uh, uh, for for me, that can include people like yourself, like you know, you're talking to architects. Uh, Mark is talking to architects. So I've I've made a list of those kind of people that I want to connect with, and I've reached out and connected with them. And that's I think that's key, right? You gotta you gotta figure out how you're gonna grow that network, uh, not just randomly selecting people and saying, oh, that person looks like they might be a good fit. Uh, you really got to do some research, get into uh, the niche, and, and really understand who it is that, that can help you uh, and, and go after those people and kind of, you know, try to build a relationship with them. Yeah. I, so for, for the architects listening, if it was me, I would just kind of brainstorm, like, who would I connect with? It would be all of the local and regional contractors that I admire is, is who I would connect with yeah. right away. I mean, that, that, yeah. that's, a, that, that's an obvious one, right? Um, interior mm -hmm. designers is another good one. Uh, yeah. Engineers is another good one. Just anybody oh, that yeah. you work with and could potentially throw work back and forth. And you, you know, I think you obviously have to have a carrot yourself. And that yeah. can maybe just come out when you guys have coffee eventually or something. And you sure. say, hey, I'm looking for an instructional engineer. would love to refer you work and vice yep. versa. So just yeah. to kind of cut to the to – to take that guesswork out of it um, for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think all those things that you just mentioned are – are ideal, but um, you know, also like you know, it, it it will depend on what kind of architecture you're interested in too. Like, if you're going after like civil projects or uh, institutional projects versus residential versus you know commercial. I mean, there's a lot of variation in there, so your your targets might change as a result of that. But yeah, basically, what you said is spot on. Awesome. Well, God, thank you. Um, so one other, let's let's thinking about that about lead generation. Um, there's a couple other things I want to ask you about. Is like, I know you help 
a lot of architects with their web visibility and marketing and 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 linking in with people, uh, pun intended. Um, how how do, in your experience and how when you work with other architects, how does the lead generation work for them and how are you trying to steer them um, towards that? Well, uh, first of all, I think you know that 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 part that I, I mentioned, you know, just identifying who it is we're trying to go after. That's going to determine a lot of the kind of the subsequent things that we do, right? But but essentially, it starts with just that, really having a clear uh, avatar or, or persona in mind that we're trying to target. Uh, we then uh, we use uh, LinkedIn. So um, uh, when we use LinkedIn, what we're there's a tool in LinkedIn uh, that has a, a lot of power. It's a premium uh, service to LinkedIn. You don't necessarily need it, but we like to use it because it has it, it expands uh, the search uh, categories that you can use in LinkedIn. So we can we can create a very detailed uh, uh, client persona or avatar and um, use uh, use use that to kind of build a, a search profile in uh, LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And that, um, that allows us to kind of build our list of people that we want to try to connect with. Uh, the next thing we do is uh, we start looking at that list. Uh, we, we go through it, we hand validate it, you know, decide who on this list would be a good, good person to try to connect with. Um, and then, and then based on who they are, there might be a, uh, one of a couple of different approaches. One of the ways I really uh, prefer to try to connect with new people is to start by uh, actually following them and looking at uh, the things that they're posting, uh, maybe comment or like on uh, like their posts, so they like they get that notification that uh, Brian McCartney just viewed your your or just liked your uh, your post. Um, and and I, I call that the kind of the warming up stage, getting them used to seeing the name, right? And then eventually, uh, you know, after a few times doing that, what we'll do is uh, we'll send them a connection request. And with that connection request, we're asking them or, or kind of telling them very clearly, hey, um, you know, I'm connect I want to connect with you. Uh, these are the reasons why I want to connect with you. And, and just, you know, briefly kind of, kind of make a, a, a brief pitch as to why we should be connected. So that's kind of the approach. Once we're connected, then then we kind of start sending messages to that person to try to engage them and eventually uh, get them into a conversation. That's all we want to do at that stage is start the conversation. Once we have that, once once a conversation is started is, uh, is, is established, we then start to move towards the idea of, hey, could we have a call or could we meet? Could we talk further? And that's that's kind of how we take it offline. Does that answer I the question? It. Oh, 100 percent. I just I, I mean, honestly, that was it was beautiful. Uh, that was that's that's and I just don't think it's, it hurts to I, like, I really like this idea of reaching out to people that you admire. Um, yeah. I haven't, said, I, I haven't announced this yet, and, and by the time I don't know when your episode is going to air exactly, but I reached out to John McAfee over the weekend, and I actually landed him as a guest on a awesome. podcast, and I, which is huge for me because I mean he's very famous. He's a very famous man, and we'll be talking all, everything business, no politics whatsoever. 
But, uh, you know, every week it seems like I, I got a retweet. An article I wrote got retweeted by Ashton Kutcher a couple weeks ago. Awesome. Um, Bill, wow. Bill, Bill Burr read my email because I emailed him. I just have to reiterate that to everybody. Like, just tiptoe your way into these relationships. I think it's oh, yeah. the way you stated that. And then eventually, anybody, as you build a repertoire, you can finally get to that point of contact, meeting, and sort of mutual benefit um, for everybody. Right. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think it's really important to underscore this, especially in, like, the architecture, engineering, construction space, right? Um, this isn't kind of like a, an approach that's going to get you an overnight, like, oh, you've got 100 job opportunities, right? And, and I want to be clear about that. I don't think there is an approach that can get you 100 job opportunities overnight in the AEC space. It's all about building your, your, your reputation and your relationships over time. And, and that's what, why this process works. That's, yeah. How, uh, last, last thing here before we kind of wrap things up is um, we, we hired a social media manager um, earlier this year. Uh, and she's doing a great job, but we, we honestly haven't seen any uh, return yet. And my idea was I was going to try to give it like two, two quarters and so mm-hmm. with the, one of the best things she's done, though, is that we now have a consistent post, and we are on all, all three big platforms, um, sure. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And I do most of the LinkedIn stuff. But what do you, if people are just starting out with pl- places to try to find and attract uh, prospective clients online, do you have a top three set of platforms or just kind of some just general advice for where they should at least start? Well, a lot of our a lot of the clients that we focus on are in the commercial architecture space. So really, B two B is what they're focused on, and we find that LinkedIn is by far the best platform for B two B relationship building. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's for us. That's where we focus a lot of our time. Um, uh, I think Instagram is uh, interesting. Uh, I think it has. I think it. I think it has more value for uh, other types of architecture, especially residential or maybe retail and restaurant type um, stuff uh, that's more focused on uh, maybe uh, personal lifestyle or, um, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, places that you would want to visit, that kind of thing. But, you know, we're looking into that. For sure. I think back to your question, though, where would you start, right? I I think first and foremost, make sure that you're connected with all the people that are are relevant to what you want to do in real life, right? This is what I find a lot of times is that when we start working with a client, uh, they'll start talking about, uh, oh, well, you know, we work with these people and we work with these people. And then I go to their LinkedIn profile and I see that they're not connected to those people. So it's really important as you're, uh, as you're working with new clients, um, as you're working with new partners, uh, make sure that you're connecting with those people on uh, those social profiles, right, or those social networks. Uh, that would be the, the first thing. Uh, specifically on LinkedIn, uh, what we do then is we go in. LinkedIn has a, a even, even the free version of LinkedIn allows you to go in and look at your, uh, you're able to search what are called your second degree connections. So these are the people who are connected to the people that you're connected to. And you can search through those second degree connections and you can find 
Like if you're looking for contractors, for example, you could put in contractors and filter that by your second degree connections, and that will show you all of the contractors that your first degree connections are connected to. I always find um, that when you're trying to reach out to somebody, if you have an intermediary uh, connection, if you're, if you're already connected to somebody they know, uh, one, you can go to that person and ask them for a recommendation or, or an introduction. Uh, but two, they're, they're just more likely to connect with you if you're already connected mm-hmm. to somebody that, you, that they know. So that's kind of where I start. Um, I think that's like just those those tips alone are, are, are kind of get you started on on the on the road to uh, uh, making more use out of your your LinkedIn profile. I, I think a third thing: make sure your profile is up to date. I see a lot of profiles without photos, uh, without headshots, <laughs> and um, I I just don't waste my time. I mean, those people don't look like they're on LinkedIn, so. Um, you know, make sure your profile has a photo, at least a headshot, a clear headshot, so I can recognize you or, and remember who you were if I met you in real life. Uh, but um, but also look at your profile. Uh, the main thing is the headline. So the headline is kind of that thing that appears just below your name. A lot of people use it for their job title. I use it for my um, my uh, value proposition and. Uh, it works really well because it says I help architects dot, dot, dot. Right. And so, um, and I also put a few keywords in there because that's also uh, searchable. So I would say profile photo headline, and then uh, maybe your about uh, section. I, I usually don't use that as a bio. I use that as an explanation of how I help architects. So kind of completes the whole cycle of like, if you go to my profile, you can, you can know exactly what I do and, uh, how I can help you as an architect. Yeah, you know, the one thing I would add as a, um, as a person who has noticed this trend happen in the last uh, 10 years since I've been using LinkedIn is clients will look for you. The, oh, yeah. The thing that, the thing that I've, and you should, so be prepared for that. So absolutely have a, have a profile. I mean, that's yeah. why, and because as you know, Brian, people, when people look at you, on LinkedIn, you'll get a notification that sometimes it'll just oh, yeah. say it'll be it'll be vague and it'll say like somebody yeah. from the Denver metro area, but sometimes it'll right. say exactly who it is. And yep. So be be aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, some people can um, can turn off the notification or you know like they can they can kind of conceal their identity a little bit on LinkedIn. But a lot of people don't even know that exists. So usually you can see, like, if you've talked to a client recently, you can see if they're checking you out on LinkedIn. It's a really handy feature. In fact, I use it all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, they just looked at us. Yep. <laughs> so. Yep. I know. I do it, too. Uh, exactly. Yeah, so that can't hurt. Well, O'Brien, this is always, it's always a pleasure having you on the podcast. You are just a just chock full of knowledge, and I hope everybody got some benefit out of this. But if they if they would like to get in touch with you further, where should they go to follow and connect with you, and uh, hopefully hopefully be you, looking to you looking to you to consult? Yeah, I mean the first place obviously uh, go to LinkedIn uh, and and connect with me there. Um, uh, it, I make it really easy for people. So uh, if you go to brilliantbrian.com, and, and my name is spelled a little bit differently. It's B-R-Y-O-N. I like to say Brian with a yo. Uh, so if you go to brilliantbrian, one word, dot com, 
that will take you right to my LinkedIn uh, profile. Uh, you can also search for Brilliant Brian on LinkedIn and that'll pull my profile up as well. So that's a great way to connect with me. Um, if, you, if anybody's listening to this, if you connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, I'll be happy and, and let me know that you heard this podcast. I will be happy to send you, we have a, a little cheat sheet of free resources or, or, or different resources we uh, work with on LinkedIn. Uh, some, there's some tools and uh, uh, different different uh, little uh, Chrome extensions and things like that that we use when we use LinkedIn. I'll be happy to share that with you. Um, the other way you can connect with me is just going to our website. It's www.arcmark.com. A-R-C-H-M-A-R-K dot co, not com, dot co, arcmark dot co. And uh, that's our website. You can learn a little bit more about uh, what we do there. Awesome. Well, Brian, you have a, you have a great day. Stay safe. Don't forget to wash your hands and, and keep yeah. doing great work. I really appreciate it, Lance. Thanks for your time and uh, really glad to reconnect with you. Absolutely. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on the iTunes app. Tip your barista, and we'll see you next week for more Monday morning coffee with Inside the Firm.